Driving the Future is a podcast about where the automotive industry is going and how not only to keep up with the rapidly changing business, but to shape it. Fueled by such factors as the digital revolution and customer expectations, the automotive industry is changing lanes. Traditional paradigms are becoming outdated and some companies are stepping up to take advantage of the new trends that are developing. Not only that, but tech giants are entering the industry and becoming intimidating competitors to traditional brands. Now, OEMs are looking for a new generation of talented innovators to face a new generation of problems and opportunities. We are in the biggest transformation of the automotive industry we ever had. That's Professor Stefan Bratzel. He's been leading the Center of Automotive Management Research Institute for nearly 20 years. I often use uh, the metaphor of the universe to describe what is happening. Over 100 years, the car manufacturers lived and worked in their own universe with a certain kind of paradigms like uh, ownerships of cars, uh, like manual driving, uh, like uh, a combustion engine. And uh, these paradigms are fading away quite fast. And uh, what is coming now is a new un universe or u universes that's coming off. Uh, we got, uh, I call it the mobility provider universe uh, that uh, don't care about uh, car ownership. Uh, they focus uh, on sharing, on ride-hailing, that's the Ubers, so in China, the Didi Chuchings or Sixth uh, companies. But there's another big universe coming off with great competitors and also cooperation partners of the new mobility uh, universe that uh, is uh, the new digital players. These are the companies like Alphabet, Google, or in China, Tencent, uh, Alibaba. And with these new players that focus on expanding their digital service towards the automotive and the mobility business, they are coming off new competitors of the industry. And uh, these new competitors will change the whole mobility universe in the next 10, 15 years. And we all know the major trends um, that uh, come off like electromobility, autonomous driving, digitalization and uh, mobility services. We'll talk a bit about that because uh, these are the basic trends and uh, these are the areas in which uh, these new talents will work for the next uh, maybe 20, 30, 40 years. The digital revolution isn't just changing attitudes towards car ownership. It's changing the entire ecosystem. OEMs need talent to understand the new trends that are emerging and how best to utilize the fruitful opportunities the digital revolution has created. Ralph Blessman, Capgemini's executive vice president and head of automotive business unit in Germany, explains. One um, technology-driven transformation is now um, hitting uh, the industry. This is a software transformation uh, with all, let's say, uh, opportunities and all challenges. And it's not just the in-car software. I think it's the entire uh, ecosystem that's influenced by software transformation. So starting from, of course, optimization of supply chain over production, uh, over customer journeys that are transformed now towards more direct models. And the end, of course, in-car software was over-the-air update. Uh, and this has a massive impact also uh, on the talent market. Uh, and uh, we need specific talents to to make this transformation happen. And there are many companies in the ecosystems like Life to have exactly these talents. And there, I would say, we enter 
now uh, the area of uh, our huge uh, talent or workforce transformation that we have. I think the the, the skills that you need uh, are skills that um, are very lately uh, developed. So it's not um, a long year experience that we can build upon. But these are now fresh, uh, experienced people, also from the younger generation specifically, uh, that we that we desperately need, as I said, to make it happen. And uh, besides the talents, it's not just beside uh, talents, but it's also about how how do we attract these talents, how do we retain these talents, how do we develop, and how do we manage? It's not about maybe management anymore. It's about real leadership. So leading by example, leading heterogeneous global teams. So also new skills uh, and uh, a massive change on the entire organizations. Yeah, you're completely right. We are going into a new area uh, in the automotive and mobility business. And uh, that is also very appealing uh, to uh, the new talents uh, that are needed yeah, to, um, to excel in, in these uh, new areas. And interestingly enough, uh, in um, the public, we are talking a lot about changes in electromobility, but I would agree um, to Ralph, it's, uh, it's more the, the digital transformation that is changing the world. And uh, you see it in every area of the automotive and mobility business that digitalization comes in and changes everything. And uh, one basic uh, competence is software and data in this new business. And uh, it's uh, still uh, hard to define uh, where to change uh, with software and data the world and how to um, uh, build new business uh, models out of this uh, yeah, new um, world. Uh, definitely. Yeah. And I would say that the data, you, we called it early data is the new oil. But I think in our age, it's maybe data is the new sun. Yeah? It's of course sustainable energy that we're using. Uh, and yeah, you see a transformation of roles also. Um, in the past, we've had engineers, so more mechanical, classical engineers. Now we need software engineers. In addition, uh, it doesn't mean that we don't need any more mechanical engineers, but we need software engineers as well. In the past, we've had project managers, project managers as a profile. Now we are talking about products. And there was a massive uh, transformation going on towards agile development. This has, of course, changed also the world of collaboration, not just of a company, but also between companies in the ecosystem. We've had uh, automotive experts in the past. Now we need to have technology experts, data specialists, cloud specialists implemented in the teams. And uh, this means also that uh, the teams will change their profile. And uh, as you said, data scientists, I think this is uh, still a profession where you can maybe select your employer, you can select the geography and, and also your salary could be. So uh, one of the most wanted profiles, definitely, yes. I think the phrase, data is the new sunshine, perfectly highlights how the digital revolution is illuminating new pathways towards success, offering customers more personalized and connected driving experiences while improving safety and sustainability. Automakers need talent to help navigate these new pathways. But what exactly is talent? Stefan explains. What are talents? Uh, more generally speaking, talents are people who have the ability to do something well. But I, I would go a bit further. Um, a talent has to have uh, different uh, abilities. It's not only about automotive skills or software skills. Uh, of course, you have to learn uh, a lot of skills uh, uh, that are more uh, in uh, the 
material uh, um, uh, areas. But I think what is getting more and more important are social skills, how to work together, how to work uh, and perform good uh, in a team, uh, communication skills, uh, how to communicate your uh, thoughts uh, to uh, one uh, another. And um, what I personally find, which is really relevant um, when uh, talking about talent, is uh, are these people hungry uh, in, in a way, uh, hungry to learn? Are they having a kind of enthusiasm for what they are doing, uh, which I find very important? Are they... Um, just trying to find creative solutions uh, to uh, to problems. So it's basically not alone the, the the basic skills in software or data engineering what is necessary. I think it's much more because these basic skills you can learn and uh, even they are changing in the next uh, a couple of years. So uh, these basic uh, social communication or personal skills are very important to uh, do what you like in the future and kind of change change a bit uh, the world uh, to the better yeah, uh, in the future. So talent must be passionate, creative, and have both excellent social and practical skills. Individuals such as these are in high demand across all industries. And so OEMs need to work hard to stand out from the competition. These uh, talents are not a static capture of, of know-how, but it's very dynamic. And also the requirements, the complexity in the IT and the software industry and automotive goes up every day. That means that the talents need to have uh, more and more capabilities every day. Uh, on the other hand, if you look at Germany, we have, of course, a, a demographic challenge uh, and so far uh, not an automatic growth of talents uh, in comparison to other countries or other regions. And the main challenge is that, of course, um, there's a huge competition for these best talents. And it is within the own ecosystem of, for instance, automotive manufacturers. So you have uh, interest uh, towards these talents um, from the manufacturer side, from the supplier side. But they could also join startups. They could join tech companies, service providers, and they can do it on a global basis. Yeah, this is completely right. So that has changed in the last 20 years completely. We have a global competition for talents. Uh, in former years, you know, that was not the case. Uh, the talents are desperately looking for good companies yeah, to work uh, uh, with. And uh, now it's the other way around. Uh, so companies are looking for talents and uh, competing. Uh, the, 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 the term war of talents is quite true. Uh, they're looking for, for talents. Um, and so the uh, universe has changed. Even the, the talent universe uh, uh, has changed uh, a lot. And so uh, the companies had to find new ways of attracting uh, talents. And, uh, but it's not only attracting talents, they have to do a good job uh, at the end yeah, with their employees and with their talents. And uh, so this is um, not an uh, easy task uh, because um, the companies uh, in Germany uh, or in Europe are competing with companies uh, in the US or in China. It's so-called called a, a global uh, war uh, of talents or a, a global fight uh, between companies uh, that are um, working on a, on, a, on a global scale more and more. 
So the war for talents has three components, according to Ralph and Stefan. Attracting talents, retaining them over time, and developing their skills. OEMs can develop the next generation of talent through school and university programs that educate students in programming and other tools, cultivating a passion for new technologies and industries. Talented individuals are attracted to organizations that offer competitive perks, such as flexible working environments and comfortable offices. But in addition to this, they want to feel that their work has purpose. It's more than, than ever difficult to attract these talents. Um, and um, yes, indeed, um, innovation is needed. So it's uh, definitely required that you offer remote work, specifically after COVID. Uh, you should uh, offer the possibility to everybody to not have to move uh, to work for a company or maybe work from different locations globally. On the other hand, you have to make sure that the office environments when you meet are attractive. Yeah? You, you absolutely have to have a useful and, and uh, warm uh, office setup uh, to to um, increase the stickiness to, to uh, the company. And um, you should be open to also use the possibility to work in joint ventures, for instance. We have one example, Capgem and I, we have a joint venture with uh, Audi, it's called XL2, where we develop um, uh, solutions for the digital transformation of Audi, which is a, a an own culture, relatively small company in comparison, but you have a huge impact and people like the specific culture. So use possibilities like this and, and then you need uh, to be creative with the universities uh, and also offer new possibilities to attract talents which you haven't thought of. And uh, another example I like to give is uh, 42 Berlin. Uh, 42 is the answer to the question uh, for <laughs> universe life and all the rest. Uh, this is uh, an, an, opus, an open campus where independent from your education, uh, we allow people to learn uh, programming. Or another one that, that starts much earlier is the hacker school. It's already uh, in, in the year eight when we uh, can convince students um, to let this fantastic IT world uh, in their life. Yeah, It's not um, always the case that uh, as a pupil you learn IT, that you have um, the passion how to develop software. So we need to start very, very early, specifically here in Germany. Um, so uh, it's also a, a personal belief that we need to make sure that uh, our students learn these, uh, we call it mint, um, early in their life, yeah, much earlier than maybe today. And uh, the last one uh, I like to, to mention here is that the world is global. And uh, the collaboration in between main geos is essential to be successful. We, um, Cap Gemini, we are a company that invented the rideshare model. So it's shoring in between Germany, uh, Europe, um, shoring and India. And uh, when I started 10 years ago, we had 150,000 employees, now uh, 370,000. And we have grown in all shores. It doesn't mean that one shore takes work away from the other one. We can all grow together. Yeah, well, maybe I can uh, add a bit uh, to that. Uh, I completely agree that uh, uh, in attracting talents, you have to start very early and you have to find as a company creative ways to attract these talents. Uh, what I think in addition is uh, it will get soon more and more important to offer purpose, to answer the question why uh, the talent should work uh, in these companies. And um, 
purpose, with purpose, I mean, you know, you have to ask uh, the new talents what they are working for, what, what should they do? And in the automotive industry, yeah, I think it's no answer to, to, to offer a purpose just to say, uh, come on, uh, I sell more cars and you help me selling more cars. I think it's very important to say, come on, uh, you have the opportunity to change the world to the better. Uh, and the, offering these uh, paths of purpose uh, will get more and more uh, important. Uh, and so um, in attracting talents in the future, I think uh, uh, yeah, you have to offer more and more uh, purpose uh, in addition uh, to important aspects that Ralph just uh, mentioned. Yeah, and, and one purpose definitely that that is really, let's say, uh, more than fashion, but something that uh, will drive our world is sustainability. Yeah? And uh, something that we are asked very early uh, in our interviews with new candidates, are you a sustainable company? Yeah? So, And uh, the people want to get up in the morning to do something useful, something sustainable, and it's more important uh, than ever. But this is definitely, uh, as you said, purpose is a main topic to distinguish also from competitors. Another one is, is the culture. And I don't mean the announced values in the internet, but the real lived culture. So uh, we, for instance, we have two cultural points. One is uh, fun and the other one is freedom. And uh, this was founded more than 50 years ago and still valid. And the new talents that enter company will feel if this culture is really present and carries And this is, by the way, one of the best retainment measures, uh, your cultures. And uh, you should also make sure, in addition, that um, you offer these talents and also your, your current employees meaningful work. Uh, this is not, uh, let's say, me too, the standard that you can maybe um, just optimize, but to, to create an environment that is really adventurous and fits to these talents. And this is, you need a new way of leadership also that is very sensitive towards the teams, towards changes and, and towards the people. It's also a, a new, let's say, generation maybe of leadership that is required in this new setup. Yeah, co completely right. And uh, I think we are at a basic point uh, with talents uh, for the future. You have to uh, offer uh, an answer to uh, the question, why should I get up in the morning? Yeah, And does it make sense uh, to get up uh, in the morning or should you better stay in bed? Yeah, uh, And so you have to have a, a good reason to stand up in the morning. And it's Uh, not alone about money. So very often I heard, ah, uh, in the past, I want to earn a lot of money. And more and more I'm convinced that, uh, okay, it's important that you get fairly paid. Yeah, uh, that's clear. But uh, it's not uh, only uh, about money, so, uh, but uh, why to get up in the morning. And uh, that is, uh, for me, also very, very important uh, yeah, if you are looking in the future. And we have many bright people who are hungry yeah, for that uh, purpose. And uh, so companies like uh, Capgemini have to and do offer purpose. And uh, then uh, they will be uh, successful in attracting talents because, uh, as Ralph said, uh, culture is also a very important aspect. And young people have a good feeling yeah, whether this is true or just uh, uh, a saying uh, which is standing on a web page. The next generation of practical, social, and creative minds are driven to bring positive change to the world. 
and they want to contribute to an organization that shares their views. OEMs that emphasize their passion for objectives such as sustainability stand a better chance of attracting talented minds. Attracting talent isn't the full story. It's equally important to develop and grow talent in order to build successful teams and cultivate long-lasting relationships. There are always two possibilities to learn. The one learning experience you can give in your company. So um, motivate people to do their personal career, which can be a technological career, but of course also a career with leadership. And you should have both career paths available uh, so that uh, you can grow as a talent and and feel that you have still opportunities to develop yourself. And this should be independent from age, independent from gender, independent from background. So education, development, change matters. And uh, even if a talent uh, or somebody, an employee decides to leave the company, it's okay because um, try to maintain the relationship with the person, maybe via strong alumni, and uh, the person could return later on in the future with interesting experiences that you can use. So this, let's say, movement um, in and out is something natural, meanwhile. And, and you should uh, also be prepared that this happens. And as I said, it's, it's neutral. Huh? Don't need to evaluate this as a bad thing. Yeah, maybe maybe uh, one thing uh, to add that uh, uh, for me is quite important. Um, uh, it's um, more or less that um, your colleague acts as a coach uh, for the new talent. Evaluation uh, and reflection is also very important uh, to give them a true idea where are you standing that leads to a good more self uh, evaluation uh, of the competence. So what what I tell my students um, very often in the beginning of uh, studying automotive management is uh, the stages of competence. So very often you're on a basic stage, um, uh, which you can term uh, uh, unconscious uh, incompetence. Uh, you don't really know what you don't know. And uh, then you reach slowly if you get coached um, and you learn the second stage of uh, conscious uh, incompetence. You, you, you already know what you don't know. And further and further, you're going up this competence py pyramid. And then you reach the stage of uh, that you know what you know. Yeah, it's uh, a conscious competence. And that is very uh, important. Uh, in a few years, uh, you have this stage of you, you know a lot of things, but uh, you aren't really aware what you all know. And these self-reflections and a bit help of uh, a coach could uh, drive you up uh, further uh, the competence uh, pyramid. And that's also quite interesting, always a bit reflection uh, about uh, your own path of competence that uh, you have reached. I, I love coaching uh, and it's definitely uh, very powerful. You could do it even with each other. So uh, each of the both steps in the role of a coach uh, because you get a reflection. It's interactive. It's human. And I also like mentoring. Um, when you still feel that there might be a difference in knowledge in between two persons, um, because, um, if you do a clever mentoring, you could do it outside of your silo. Yeah. So have a mentoring between different. Uh, organizations. Uh, and the good thing is, of course, this mentoring could stay for a lifetime, uh, independent of the company. 
And uh, I'm also a mentor of some some of my colleagues. And uh, to tell you the truth, I'm always learning a lot. <laughs> so it's not unidirectional. So as you said, Stefan, these are powerful instruments. I absolutely love Yeah. Yeah, and it makes a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, I always said uh, also to my colleagues and my students, the world is changing so fast. So I'm very often also in a in a beginner stage uh, of competence. And uh, um, uh, interesting is to to go this journey with your colleagues. Yeah, and uh, um, yeah, maybe. I know a bit uh, in, in some sectors and um, uh, younger, the younger ones uh, give me a reflection what's happening uh, in their uh, um, uh, life at the moment. And then we can kind of co-develop uh, ourselves and uh, bring us um, uh, to higher stages, always on the path of uh, bringing the world a bit forward. Promoting a culture of mentoring and self-reflection ensures that everyone in an organization continues to grow and develop. As Stefan and Ralph explained, every day is a school day. As we came to the end of our discussion, Stefan and Ralph advised OEMs to encourage authentic relationships within their organizations and to stay passionate about the future. Talent is essential um, to build a company's future and uh, to, to stay competitive. And uh, it's very important um, that there's a consciousness um, how to attract talent, how to retain talent, how to develop talent. Uh, and uh, definitely, um, it's a new kind of collaboration and organization um, that is, in my opinion, the way to be successful, to have the expertise aboard, the motivation aboard, and to be able to ramp it up in a way Uh, that you can realize what you promise to the market. So this is for me um, the core recommendation to all players uh, in the automotive market if they think of how to be able to compete with talents. I would really recommend that um, companies and talents alike should be hungry for the future in a kind, should uh, have this burning ambition to bring the company, but also themselves uh, uh, forward. And I think uh, that uh, this, this, this burning ambition for changing the world to the better, yeah, which embodies in then uh, in the culture of uh, the companies is uh, very important. Maybe a kind of recommendation to bring Uh, authentic uh, relationship between the companies and their employees. So uh, that might help um, yeah, for uh, uh, companies because uh, you don't know what will happen in the future, but uh, you have to be open and um, see what is happening. And then you have to be really open to change. And uh, to be open to change is to see the world how it is and uh, find ways together Uh, how to react and uh, start a, a, a path towards uh, uh, the future uh, together. So like uh, Steve Jobs say, uh, stay, stay hungry yeah? <laughs> is uh, for me also a very important uh, point. Uh, don't be saturated, stay hungry. The digital revolution is profoundly transforming the automotive industry. New technology is bringing new products and services and customer expectations are changing to accommodate. Traditional roles within OEMs are becoming software-driven, and as Ralph said, data is the new sunshine. 
A new generation of problems requires a new generation of problem solvers. And so automakers are positioning themselves to be the first choice for innovative thinkers. Those who are passionate, creative, and experienced with new technologies have countless companies to choose from, and hence it's essential that OEMs understand how to be attractive to these talented minds in order to succeed in the war for talents. Those who are passionate, creative, and experienced with new technologies have countless companies to choose from, and hence it's essential that OEMs understand how to be attractive to these talented minds. A competitive salary, comfortable working environment, and the ability to work from home are important perks to young people. In addition to this, many young people want OEMs to offer them a purpose that helps them feel fulfilled in their work. For this reason, OEMs that have sustainability as a top priority are particularly attractive to new talent. In order to retain talent, OEMs should offer value-adding activities and encourage a culture of self-reflection and mentoring. Those who do have the best chance of taking full advantage of the digital revolution and emerging as leaders in the automotive industry. Thank you for listening to this episode of Driving the Future. Thank you to our guests, Ralph Blessman and Professor Stefan Bratzel for their stories and insights. Let's stay hungry together.